Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, the serious side of the holiday season. More house fires happen this time of year than any other. We have tips to keep your holidays from going up in smoke, literally. Also, Christmas is a time for family fun, and in many households, that includes a pet in the holiday festivities, with a few precautions to keep them safe. In our community and business spotlight this morning, tucked away in the small Wood County village of Wayne, is the coolest store this side of Santa's workshop. We have tech gifts for everyone on your list, maybe even yourself, from the new Apple lineup of products. Get a preview of this weekend's high school hoops action and another collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, December 16th, 2022. So here is the story. A hungry hippopotamus in Uganda swallowed a toddler. Uh, Police say the uh, two-year-old boy was playing uh, near his family's home in Uganda's western border when the animal attacked and swallowed the child head first. A man who saw what happened started throwing rocks at the hippo and the startled animal regurgitated the child, spit the child out, and then retreated into Lake Edward about a half a mile away. Uh, the boy was taken to a hospital, given a rabies vaccine as a precaution, but other than that, he was unharmed and sent home with his parents. How crazy is that? Um, by the way, hippopotamuses are plant eaters, but they can be very aggressive and are considered one of the most dangerous animals in Africa. They can and do attack people if they feel threatened. It is estimated that hippos kill around 500 people every year. So you think you want a hippopotamus for Christmas? Think again. Swallowed the child whole before spitting him out again. Wow is crazy so this may be the uh, creepiest story you will hear this week maybe this year i and i'm again i'm not making this up i couldn't make this up i i couldn't make this up in my wildest dreams or nightmares the world's first artificial womb facility is now open you heard that right. The world's first artificial womb facility. I believe this is in the UK. Uh, it was a story out of the Metro um, from, from the UK. And I think that's where this is. It's called Ectolife, which sounds like something out of Ghostbusters, but it's real. It is a place where you can go and choose your baby's characteristics from a menu and then you can grow your own child. I guess this is that's the best way. I know it sounds creepy, but that's like the best way to describe it. Ectolife says they will be able to grow 30,000 babies a year. The whole concept is the brainchild of Hashim Al-Ghali. Al-Ghali uh, he is a biotechnologist and science communicator based in Berlin who says the facilities would allow infertile couples to conceive a child and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. And better still, you can choose all of the pertinent characteristics, everything from eye and hair color to strength, height, and intelligence can be chosen, and inherited genetic diseases can be avoided. Now that part... Uh, that part is, I suppose, good and avoid those, uh, genetic diseases, but all the rest of it is just creepy. That is, is just, but it is a real place. I don't know. All kinds of medical ethics questions come to mind on that one there. Uh, what else is uh, going on in the world here? This is kind of cool. Off, uh, almost 50 years after the assassination of President Kennedy, the government is releasing a massive collection, and I mean massive collection of files on the investigation that have been kept secret ever since. One expert tells CNN he believes 
the only secret that these files will reveal is that the president's death could have been prevented. But you know that this will further fuel all of the conspiracy theories out there. The idea is to lay some of those conspiracy theories to rest, but you know that that's not going to happen. It's just going to uh, further some of those uh, theories. That somebody will find something in this mountain of documents that they will claim further supports their wild conspiracy theories. Uh, Larry Sabato, author of The Kennedy Half-Century, The President, Assassination, and Lasting Legacy of John F. Kennedy, he says the truth is that this assassination was preventable and could have been prevented, should have been prevented, if the CIA and FBI were doing their jobs. But other than that, he doesn't expect anything earth-shattering to come out of this, but a, a treasure trove of documents uh, being made public about the Kennedy assassination. Meanwhile, speaking of former presidents, uh, did you hear the latest uh, President Trump uh, story? Apparently, and appa there was a big announcement yesterday. The president, uh, former president was uh, touted this big announcement uh, for yesterday. And there was some speculation as to what it would be. Would he name a running mate? Would he, you know, something tied with the campaign? No. Former President Donald Trump has a new project. He is selling a series of digital trading cards featuring himself. <laughs> uh, illustrations of Mr. Trump as a superhero, like a fighter pilot and an astronaut. <laughs> digital trading cards with Donald Trump as a fighter pilot, an astronaut, and other Super superheroes. <laughs> they will sell for $99 each. <laughs> for $99 each. And uh, by the way, they are not being used to support his run for president in 2024. No, 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 no. The money is all going right to him directly. Right to uh, Donald Trump's pocket. That's it. Oh, man, <clears throat> this is just getting too weird. You know, this is just getting well, Donald Trump thing is getting too weird. Uh, let's see. And uh, what else is uh, going on here? Oh, the uh, World Cup final is this weekend. The third place match between who is it? Morocco and... Um, I can't remember the other team now in the third place match. But anyway, the uh, final is between, oh, uh, Croatia. Uh, Morocco and Croatia will be the uh, third place match. That will be on Saturday. And then Sunday is the World Cup final between Argentina, Leo Messi and the gang from Argentina and Kylian Mbappe and defending champion France uh, will be the will be the uh, championship match on Sunday. Uh, sort of as we wind down the World Cup, this is a big story, maybe the biggest story to come out of the uh, FIFA World Cup for the first time, the very first time in World Cup history, no fans supporting England or Wales wound up in jail. <laughs> it's, it's never happened before. <laughs> the first time in history, none of the English or Wales fans ended up uh, in the in the slammer. Uh, BBC reports Chief Constable Mark Roberts of the Cheshire Police confirms that British soccer fans were on their best behavior during the tournament. The uh, behavior of England and Wales in Qatar was absolutely exemplary, he remarked, uh, adding, quote, Throughout the home nation's involvement in the tournament, there were no arrests or incidents to report, which is a credit to all those who traveled, unquote. <laughs> First time in history, <laughs> no English or Welsh fans have been arrested at the World Cup. Traditionally, he says, we do have a few arrests of our fans at World Cups, but to have zero is something we have not seen before. Now, it's worth noting that this was the first World Cup where alcohol was not served in the arena 
because of strict laws and regulations in Qatar. And the uh, constable says it would be wrong to entirely attribute this excellent behavior to the restrictions on alcohol, but I do think it has helped to some degree. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, England, of course, made it to the quarterfinals, lost to France 2-1. to one. Uh, They will be playing in the final uh, against Argentina on Sunday. But no no English or Welsh fans ended up in jail. So I guess that's something to be proud of. There you go. Some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Partly to mostly cloudy today, a high of 37. Partly cloudy tonight, a low of 28. A deputy with the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office was killed in a two-vehicle crash in Pickaway County. The Pickaway County Sheriff's Office said Deputy Daniel J. Kinn was driving a Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office transport van with an inmate in it when the crash happened. Deputy Kinn was flown to a Columbus hospital where he died. The inmate was taken to a hospital and is in custody. The driver of the other vehicle and a child in that vehicle were taken to hospitals as well. The Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office said Dan was such a positive person with an awesome smile and will be greatly missed. Get more on the website. Three people were arrested after a drug task force executed a search warrant in Fostoria. The Seneca County Drug Task Force says a search of the residents on South Wood Street yielded suspected fentanyl, criminal tools, drug abuse instruments, and drug paraphernalia. Fostoria Police Chief Gabe Wedge says that property had been problematic for some time and that such investigations are paramount to improving the quality of life in the community. Get more on the website. The Finley Wreaths Across America event is taking place on Saturday at Maple Grove Cemetery. Organizer Sherry Garner Brumbaugh. There's approximately 5,000 veterans here at Maple Grove Cemetery, so we are just getting started. But each year we add a few more wreaths, and uh, one of these days, maybe we'll catch them all. But we sure remember them all, that's for sure. The mission statement of Wreaths Across America is Remember, Honor, Teach. Remember our fallen veterans, honor those who serve, and teach your children the value of freedom. An SUV crashed into a power pole along Tiffin Avenue in Findlay, knocking out power to some people. The two people in the SUV were taken to Blanchard Valley Hospital with suspected minor injuries. The rollover crash snapped that power pole and left it dangling, so AEP crews had to respond to replace the pole, and that caused around 1,300 customers in the area to be left without power for a few hours. We have video from the scene on our website. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. This morning, a reminder as we come up on the festive celebrations of the holiday season that, that this is the most common time of year for house fires. And joining us is David Steckel, home expert at Thumbtack. Uh, We've talked about this before, but again, let's remind folks why this is such a common time of the year for house fires, David. It's because it's the busiest time of the year in your home. This is when you're hosting. You're hosting multiple families. You have fires going on in the fireplace. You are cooking. You have candles going, and you have dozens, if not hundreds, of decorations all plugged into the same outlet. And so the statistic is that 57% of house fires are happening in and around the holiday time. So what are some of the things that people can do to help prevent house fires specifically during the holidays? I mean, many of these things obviously will apply year-round, but especially during the holiday season. The first thing to do is head over to Thumbtack, and we've got a checklist for you. So start with the checklist, and what we're going to direct you to do is Take a look at your smoke alarms and your carbon monoxide detectors. Make sure you have a fire extinguisher handy. And because Christmas, Christmas Eve, and Thanksgiving are the three top days for cooking-related fires, Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting the stove off. Because Christmas Day is the number one day for candle fires, make sure your candles aren't touching like in and around your tree and that you blow them out before you go away. A couple of really simple things, and you would think that they would kind of be no-brainers, but again, because we're so busy, so many people, uh, we get distracted, and these sorts of things can get overlooked pretty easily, so something to plant in your brain. 
and then there are some more uh, dramatic things uh, that that we can do. As you were mentioning, a lot of things get plugged in uh, to your outlets this time of year. Pretty easy to overload circuits and that kind of thing. So that may be where you need something. Uh, you need something a little bit more substantial. Maybe bring in a professional. Well, professionals is really why Thumbtack exists. We're the we're the best place for a homeowner to go to find a professional for anything. And in regards to fire safety, the way I think about it is, if anything is touching gas, so your furnace, your boiler, your your gas fireplace, make sure you're bringing in a licensed HVAC technician to take care of it. It's just not worth it not to. Mm-hmm. Same goes with your chimney. After every you know fifty fires or every couple years you need to have the chimney swept to remove that toast buildup, which is what is the cause of a chimney fire. And then, I don't know if you've ever been up on the second-story roof to hang your lights, but it's dangerous up there. So if you do have a second or third story and you do want your decorations up at the top, hire someone who has a, you know, the skills to work at heights on a ladder. So again, some things to remember uh, through the holiday season with respect to preventing house fires, anything else uh, that we can uh, remind folks about uh, holiday safety uh, as we come up on these uh, busy couple of weeks of the season? For sure. And because it's so busy, we're taking care of it for you. So head over to thumbtack.com slash fire prevention. We've got a quiz, we've got the checklist, and we've also got a $50 credit for homeowners to tackle any fire prevention related tasks this year. We'll get a link up on our webpage as well. Again, David Steckel is home expert at Thumbtack with a, an important safety reminder ahead of the busy holiday season. David, thanks very much for taking the time and happy holidays to you and yours. Happy holidays. Thank you. I think most of us believe that the holidays are a time to celebrate with family, and for many, that may also include a family pet. Maybe the arrival of or gifting of a new pet, which may or may not be a good idea. But whether you are a current pet owner or a soon-to-be pet parent, there is much to consider with that responsibility. And joining us are Dr. Hunter Finn, general practice veterinarian, who you may know from his educational posts on Instagram and TikTok, and Brian Jorgensen, head of Met life pet insurance. Dr. Finn, let's start with that question of adding a pet to the household or gifting a pet this holiday season. Good idea or bad idea? What should people consider before making that decision? Yeah, so pet ownership is an amazing gift, but it also is a huge responsibility. And a recent survey by one poll for MetLife Pet Insurance found that more than a third of pet parents have gifted a pet to a friend or family member. And 38% of respondents with children have given their child a pet as a holiday gift. So lots of new pets in new homes. And it's a wonderful gift, especially this time of year. I really urge the gift giver and receiver just to make sure that they're ready to take on the responsibilities of pet ownership, both from a lifestyle and financial perspective. All all very important things to consider, and especially... Uh, especially around the holidays, um, because there are a number of things that whether we're a a current pet owner or a, uh, as we said, a soon-to-be pet owner, uh, things that we need to be aware of during the holiday season in particular. Talk about some of the uh, dangers and the uh, risks that uh, folks need to keep in mind and how to avoid them. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a few things that can happen over the holidays. And one of the absolute biggest issues that I see around the holidays are food-related. So when animals get into food that they're not really accustomed to or food that is a little fatty or heavily seasoned, it can lead to gastrointestinal issues and sometimes even warrant a hospital visit, which no one wants during this time of year. And other potential risks are the beautiful decorations or items that People don't typically have in their home, like lights, ribbon, ornaments, tinsel. Animals can get pretty curious, so just make sure that all of these new items are out of your pet's reach. You also bring up the expense related to pets, and obviously it's a year-round expense, but like everything else, there are extra expenses around the holiday season. What are some of those that people should expect and, and keep in mind? Yeah, so pets are members of our family. So, of course, myself included at this time of year, 
Uh, I love to spoil them with treats and toys and clothing and fun things. And those fun things, those are definitely there, but there's also less fun stuff, right, around potential holiday expenses like death visits, unfortunately. And we do see an increase in claims this time of year associated with the holidays. So we just want to remind folks, keep your pets safe, avoid ending up in the emergency vet hospital at night, and make sure that you're not facing not just a sick pet, but a pretty healthy hefty bill as well yeah uh and and brian speaking of uh financial considerations especially these days because we know for so many families money is tight to begin with uh talk about uh how best to uh i guess prepare for lack of a better term prepare for the financial aspect of uh adding a pet to the family yeah sure you know it's a great question in spite of these tough economic times and you know, given the financial stresses of the season, we're really surprised that our research has shown that about 46% of pet owners haven't actually taken any action to alleviate the cost of pet ownership financially, like, like going after pet insurance. And in case something does happen, pet parents can always depend on pet insurance to keep their costs down in case of the unexpected. We want them to be able to focus on their pet, not their pocketbook at times like this. So one thing in particular I love about MetLife's pet insurance feature is the under one roof quality, which allows multiple pets to be covered under a single policy, which makes for a great money-saving aspect for families that have a few pets in the house. And they should be looking at that when they're out researching different pet insurance options. Now, uh, when we say pets, I think most people think of puppies and kittens and, you know, the typical, uh, typical things. Uh, can any type of pet uh, be uh, insured or qualify for pet insurance? So that, that's a great question, actually. And there are a number of different kinds of insurance for animals out there. Uh, that can range from equine insurance, which we do not offer okay. uh, through MetLife today. But it also includes dog and cat insurance, which is sort of the standard that you'll find out there. We do offer that. Right. But in addition to that, what's called exotics. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an exotic. It could just be a rabbit or it could be your parrot. Those are actually also covered under MetLife pet insurance as well. Good to know. So where would someone go for more information uh, about uh, the uh, coverages and the costs associated with that and, and all of the get more information uh, about uh, pet insurance? Yeah, sure. Go to MetLifePetInsurance.com to get a free quote. It takes about 30 seconds to get. And in the spirit of the holidays, MetLife is donating $5 to animal welfare charities for every new policy quote that we get on our site through to the end of the year. We will have a link up on our webpage as well for folks uh, who want to check that out. Again, Dr. Hunter Finn is with us this morning and uh, Brian Jorgensen, uh, head of MetLife uh, Pet Insurance. Gentlemen, thank you both for uh, taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Nice talking to you. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. Tucked away in the small Wood County village of Wayne, you will find a store that this time of year especially may be the coolest place south of Santa's workshop. Brian Young is the proprietor. He is known as the Tinker of Toys at ProTinkerToys.com. And Brian, how did you become the Tinker of Toys? My wife was teaching at the Bowling Green Christian Academy. Nobody wanted to be in the science fair. No one wanted to, to do it. And so I created this character called Professor Tinker. Professor Tinker would, would come into the class and with his lab coat and say, okay, now we're going to do some science project. And then you parlay that into this toy store. My son basically came to me and said, hey, can I create a website? And the website started in 19, and then when COVID hit, it just was taking off. And then the, the Huntington Bank in Wayne, Ohio was for sale. I bought it, and we've just packed it full of toys. <laughs> so now you have an actual storefront. What is different about shopping in your store than say shopping at the toy department of a big box store? A lot of your toys that are in the big box stores are throwaway toys. But a lot of toys we have are slot cars. See, we are really known for slot cars because we do our own exclusive slot cars 
And these are the slot cars from the 60s, 70s, you know, Aurora, yeah. AFX. Well, one of the things that I noticed is you uh, do specialize in a lot of, I guess, what I would call conventional uh, toys and collectibles, the kind that I remember from exactly. when I was a kid, like the slot cars and things well, of that nature. And that's, that's exactly what we have. But we also do a ton, and I'm telling you, a ton of toy guns. Wooden toy guns, die-cast toy guns. And, I mean, we ship them all over the world. There were some things that I saw on the website that I didn't even realize they made anymore. These are a lot of retro toys from Mm -hmm. the 1980s, 70s. Uh, And and, and we just have a lot of fun stuff. We have rubber band guns. Wooden rubber band guns are made in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. We have model kits. We have RC and we're growing. Is it the nostalgia that drives it as much as anything? And, and people wanting to introduce their kids to these types of toys that they got so much enjoyment uh, out of? Yeah, I think so. Right now with slot cars, that's what it is. Guys, yeah. it will come in every day. Hey, I had this when I was a kid. Man, I had this in the 80s. I remember getting me a slot car. So I want to get my grandkids into slot cars. And they come in and they go, holy cow. I didn't realize you have this much. I mean, I have an aisle of just cars, thousands of cars. So how do people shop? Obviously, you can go to to Wayne, go to the store, and you can also shop online. ProTinkerToys.com. ProTinkerToys.com. It's that easy. We have a a very easy website. You can shop and then build a shopping cart and then request to pick it up or we can ship it to you. It is, like I said, the type of toy store that you remember from your childhood. Brian Young, uh, the Tinker of Toys, ProTinkerToys.com. Brian, nice to meet you and uh, certainly hey, best of luck. Thank you so much for allowing me to come in here. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. So as we head into the final stretch of the holiday season, if you still have some shopping to do and you know who you are, knowing that tech gifts are at the top of everyone's wish list, Apple and its retail teams around the country want to make it easy for you to get your hands on their newest lineup of gadgets and devices. And joining us are Francesca Sweet, product manager at Apple, and Smokey Fontaine, editor-in-chief of the App Store, to talk more about their holiday lineup. Francesca, let me start with you at the top of the list. Obviously, is the new iPhone 14. Tell us about some of the new features that folks uh, can enjoy with this latest device. So we have um, a beautiful and really durable, incredible design that's really lightweight and comfortable to feel in your hand. And we have um, the all-new 14 Plus with a 6.7-inch immersive display, which gives you incredible all-day battery life. In fact, the longest battery life ever in an iPhone Um, But, of course, we know that during this holiday season, people want to capture these memories for a lifetime. And so we have some incredible advancements on the camera capabilities, which allow you to get stunning photos in any environment, but even in low-light photos, like when you're gathered around the dinner table with your loved ones. Um, But, of course, capturing moments even means with video. And so you can stay in the moment longer with action mode, which allows you to get smooth, stable video, even if you're chasing your toddler around the tree. Now, obviously, the iPhone isn't the only new product out right now. Uh, What else should folks be looking at in the uh, Apple lineup? We have our Apple Watch, which is great to help you stay connected, stay active, stay healthy and safe. And so the Apple Watch Series 8 has some best-in-class health features. And the Apple Watch SE is perfect for many that are new to the Apple Watch experience or great for all those kids on your list. And to help you get in that festive mood, we have the Apple AirPods Pro and the HomePod Mini, which will allow you to play that amazing holiday playlist to give you that festive spirit. As we mentioned, we're getting toward crunch time now, the holiday season. What is the best way for people to get their hands on all of these products? Uh, We certainly welcome you into any of our Apple retail stores, or you can visit apple.com from the comfort of your home. Um, With the Apple trade-in program, you can get credit towards your next purchase. Plus, we give that device a second life or recycle it responsibly if we can't. And for those that are new to iPhone, we have the Move to iOS app, and our team members are ready to help you make that switch with personal device setup. And once you've selected your device, you get great personalization, which really gives it that added touch for your gift. 
And you brought it up. I mean, uh, for those especially that are maybe new uh, to the Apple lineup coming from other devices, other manufacturers, once we get our hands on all of these new goodies, talk a little bit more about what folks can do with uh, the iPhone or the iPad, the Apple Watch, the Mac, the full lineup. Well, the App Store is the best and most trusted destination to download all the new apps you may want. My global team of editors, we spend our weeks immersed in every single app and game that we recommend. So whatever you'd like to do for the holidays, we have a recommendation in the collection for you. You know, we just announced our 2022 App Store Award winners. And our app of the year is this phenomenal new social media experience called Be Real. Now sign up for Be Real and once a day, you'll be notified to capture a moment right then and there with your iPhone's front and back camera at the same time. Now get this, you share the moment with your trusted friends and family with no filters, no added special effects, and no likes. And the result is this really magical, authentic, very unpressured way of having a social media experience. Now, you mentioned uh, the App Store, the Global App Store editorial team just uh, announced the best apps of 2022. That's one of them. What are some of the other uh, best apps that we can download to keep spirits bright, no pun intended, during this holiday season? Well, you know, we all love playing games over the holidays, and one of our new favorites is called Marvel Snap. Now, this is a really cool, fast-paced card battler, which allows you to collect cards from almost any Marvel character that you want, whether you want to be a hero or a villain, from Spider-Man to Iron Man, the Hulk, or even Doctor Doom. You can collect cards in in new formats and old-school variants. I'll tell you, my favorite is collecting Black Panther and all of the new warriors from Wakanda. Very cool stuff. Again, Francesca Sweet is product manager at Apple. Smokey Fontaine is editor-in-chief of the App Store. Where do we get more information on uh, the devices, on the best apps of the year, all of that? We certainly welcome you to visit Apple.com to learn more about all of the products that we talked about, the apps that we talked about, and get all the information you need for making your purchase. Guys, thanks very much for taking the time. Happy holidays. We appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. It is a big basketball weekend all the way around. A lot of uh, really great games on the schedule for the weekend ahead. The Trojans will travel to Whitmer tonight and Defiance tomorrow. You'll hear both those games right here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. Earlier this week, Coach's Corner host John Marshall spoke with Assistant coach Ray Elbin about this weekend's games. Three games into the season, you're now 3-0, and including a hard-fought six-point win in the conference opener at St. John's. What made the difference as you got your first track win of the season? Well, I think we were able to like tread water during the tough times. Uh, you know, they're really physical, and they push you around. It's hard to run anything, hard to get uh, open looks or even any kind of good shot. You know, we just kept trying things to to just get a point here and there and and just try to tread water until we got some kind of a flow and and uh yeah it, it took a while <laughs> you know sometimes that's what it takes you just hang steady yep. Yep. until such time yep. as you get through the the rush and right. then things start moving and if you don't hang in there and hang steady the game's over by right. the time you find that and you come and make it close at the end but still lose so yeah we we you know our, i a ton of credit to those guys. I mean, we, you know, early in the season, you don't know if you're going to fight through tough times, and looks like we have that kind of team that does. But they, they just kept battling, and then things just flowed. This Friday, you are at Whitmer for another <laughs> conference game. <laughs> yeah. uh, Panthers two and two, including a league win over Lima Senior, but they are coming off a loss to a pretty good Perrysburg team. After having seen the video of their efforts to this point, what are you taking? What do you? What is your take well, going to their yeah, place? Well, they, you know, they're, uh, they're chosen, they're, they were chosen to, to win the league, and they have uh, real, real, real good talent. We've seen them play twice live. So, uh, you know, we, we know their personnel pretty good. Uh, they're just extremely talented and, and all, except for their point guard, 6'4", 6'5", so, and athletic. It's, it's going to be a tough, 
tough task. Saturday, it's another fairly long trip to play a non-conference game at Defiance. Bulldogs 4-1 and one at this point. They're only lost a three-point loss in overtime. It would appear that your Trojans are going to have to tighten up the laces and be ready to go after it with some serious determination. They're all seniors now, and, and, and their first game uh, at the varsity level, they were sophomores, and they've started for three years. And they beat us, and we had A.J. and Max. We had a really good team that year, but uh, they got us in the opener, and they're just uh, good players, very, very aggressive, very confident, uh, good shooters, and just same kind of defense as you see against uh, St. John's where they're just going to push you all over the place. And Now, uh, this one is one of several this season that you have an earlier start time. Do you see that as posing any difficulties, or does it matter? After all, you do practice a good bit. Yeah. Right after school. Yeah. Now this, uh, but this this game, you know, usually you're talking 15 minutes, half hour. This this game's 4:30 in the afternoon. So, uh, no, it really it really won't matter. You know, we'll be ready. And uh, uh, you know, I don't necessarily like the Friday Saturday short turnaround. We you know we could use a few more hours, but uh, you know that's just the way the schedule is. They have to do the same thing there at Van Wert the night before. So uh, it's just going to be a good test. It's going to be a, a, a tough weekend. We've, we've had tough weekends before where you play Lyman and OG the same weekend. Well, these are two of the better teams in our schedule. We've heard about uh, the injuries and illness that have plagued the early part of the season. Are you slowly starting to get healthy? Uh, yes. Yes, we are. And, uh, and you know, winning covers up a lot of things. But <laughs> we, we are uh, back to 100% because Javante, Javante Hill just got cleared by the doctor. And he's over there practicing right now. So uh, he's a tremendous talent. And we'll see how soon he can get back into the, the swing of things. But uh, he can be a different difference maker. Again, uh, John Marshall with Finley High School assistant coach Ray Elbin talking about the Trojans' big weekend road trips. Whitmer tonight at Whitmer tonight, 7.15 is airtime right here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. And then tomorrow, as Coach Elbin was talking about, it is an afternoon tip. Uh, 4.15 will be airtime tomorrow afternoon for the Trojans at Defiance, again, right here on WFIN. Meanwhile, over on our sister station, 100.5 WKXA BVC action tonight, it's the big showdown, always a big one, when Arlington and LB get together at Liberty Benton tonight. Uh, You'll hear that one on WKXA. And over on 106.3 The Fox, the Ottawa Glendorf Titans will travel to Elida tonight. And then to Princeton tomorrow and both of those games over on 106.3 The Fox. Some of the other uh, action from around the area. Van Lue is at Macomb tonight. Arcadia is at Corey Rawson. You can follow all of the action on the WFIN scoreboard page powered by ScoreStream and presented by Owens Community College. Go to WFIN.com slash scoreboard. And remember, you can catch the Coach's Corner with John Marshall every Wednesday night live from Ralphie's here on WFIN as well. Big, big weekend of high school basketball. And we've got you covered all the way around. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. Here's another one of those mistaken identity kind of stories that we have from time to time. Police uh, in London were uh, mistaken, uh, misled, I guess, not intentionally, Uh, Essentially, somebody uh, called police uh, about a woman passed out on the floor at an art museum. Uh, It happened at the uh, Las Emporium Art Museum in London. I got a report of a woman passed out. Uh, Turned out that it was just a piece of modern art. (laughs) Two officers uh, broke into the building after hours. After a report of a woman slumped over a table, turns out the woman was actually a lifelike statue made of packing tape and foam. (laughs) But it was dressed in a yellow hoodie, black leggings, and had a blonde wig. Police were fooled because the back of the mannequin was facing the window. Police reports said they uncovered that the person was, in fact, a mannequin. (laughs) 
Better safe than sorry, I guess. <laughs> a big stir. Causing a big stir all for nothing. Uh, here's another uh, story of uh, cops with a big oops making a big mistake, apparently. This in California, where the highway patrol is facing some backlash from witnesses who say a police dog bit the wrong person. <laughs> After a pursuit in Downey, California, witnesses tell reporters the man who was bitten had nothing to do with the chase. Happened on Tuesday night. They say he was taken down after walking out of a liquor store with a beer he'd just bought. He was not the robber. (laughs) Newly released video shows officers also handcuffed the man while he was on the ground. And it turns out he wasn't wasn't the person they were looking for after all. (laughs) He just... He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, Paramedics treated his bite wounds. Three suspects were later arrested in connection with the chase. They did get their guy eventually. (laughs) The dog biting the wrong guy. Oops. Somebody's got some splaining to do. Uh, Here's another story. Another Grinch in action. What we had the had a couple of stories actually from Ohio of uh grinches the one the other day was it yesterday or the day before yesterday where the guy somebody stole santa's red kia the mall santa found his car had been stolen well in greeley colorado a mobile trailer meant to keep santa and mrs claus warm has been stolen the uh yeah they've got the little Santa's house in the uh, town square. And they got a little, little trailer there uh, for Santa's house to keep uh, the clauses warm while they're visiting with the local kids. The local police department issued a statement on social media asking, asking who would steal the gift of warmth from Santa. The theft is no joke. The cost of the trailer is estimated at $40,000 Cops believe the property was likely stolen sometime Monday night. So uh, they're asking for help. Anyone in the area <laughs> who sees somebody, maybe a neighbor or, or something, who suddenly has a Santa's workshop pop up out of nowhere, <laughs> let police know. Man, that's just, you're stealing Santa's workshop. What in the world is, the world, what is this world coming to? That is, that's wrong. <clears throat> Uh, (laughs) an unfortunate set of circumstances for one driver in South Carolina who made a U-turn that ended up being more than he bargained for as he whipped around on the roadway, his gun discharged and shot himself in the groin. Ouch! 35-year-old driver shot himself in the groin as he was making a U-turn. His gun discharged first responders helped treat the wound that ended up uh, the uh, uh, traffic remained closed uh, during the uh, uh, intersection for about an hour during the investigation. <laughs> Ouch. That's, that'll teach you not to do a U-turn. I don't, I don't think you're allowed to do those. And maybe that's why. Um, speaking of... Uh, Gun, accidental gunplay. Authorities in Albuquerque say a high school student was taken into custody on Wednesday after the student's gun accidentally discharged in a woodshop class. Happened around 1140 in the morning. The student allegedly took off running when the gun went off, but was later arrested at a nearby park. A student may face federal charges for bringing a gun Onto the school campus. The gun discharged during woodshop. Remember when the worst thing that could happen, the the biggest trouble you could get into at school was for chewing gum in class? Or the most dangerous thing in woodshop was you worried about cutting off a finger? That's, I gotta worry about this. And uh, finally, in the broken news this morning, uh, this may be... (laughs) This may be the dumbest, certainly the dumbest criminal of the day, maybe the dumbest criminal of the year. A Nashville man 
is facing charges after he reportedly lit up a crack pipe in public in a store in front of a police officer. <laughs> in front of a cop. Antonio Rivera is accused of uh, lighting up a crack pipe at a store in Metro Nashville right in front of a, a police officer he is charged with. For now, he's charged with disorderly conduct. I would imagine other charges are pending. Right in front of a police officer. Sometimes the criminals just make it too easy. There you go. That is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. (sighs) Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This message provided by WFIN. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Do you believe in Santa Claus? A recent Ipsos holiday season poll of more than 1,000 adults found that 21% of adult respondents said that they believe in St. Nick. <laughs> 21%. I was a little, I was a little surprised uh, by that, that 21%. Actually, almost one in four of grown-ups say they still believe in Santa Claus. 46% of those in the survey said that their kids are believers. Uh, what also I thought was interesting about this poll, though, is that three quarters of adults believe that most Americans have forgotten the real meaning of Christmas. Again, a poll of 1,000 people uh, finds that the idea of, again, three quarters, three out of four, believe that we've forgotten the real meaning of Christmas. The opinion on that varied greatly depending on religion and political affiliation, which is kind of interesting. 84% of Christians felt that Americans have lost their way when it comes to the holiday. 60% of non-religious respondents felt that way. So that was kind of interesting. Even a majority of non-religious respondents believe that we have lost out on the true meaning of the season. Although for non-religious people, that would probably be slightly different than for Christians, but you get the idea. Similarly, more Republicans and those over the age of 50 agreed with the statement that we have forgotten the real meaning of the holiday um, compared to Democrats and younger adults. The uh, poll also drilled down into our holiday habits. 87% of people in the poll say that people should wait until at least Thanksgiving to start playing Christmas music. <laughs> I know that's... 87% say no Christmas music until at least Thanksgiving. Uh, 85% say that they decorate their homes for the holiday. So the vast majority are decorating. 41% admit that they take down the decorations the first week of January. And that becomes the other big debate. Not only how soon do you put up the decorations, how early do you go all out, for Christmas, but how soon after the holiday do the decorations come down? 41% say the first week of January. Uh, nearly half say that the lights should be down by the first week of January. 23% say homes should be completely undecorated by late January at the latest. So I've heard all kinds of theories from people Um about when is the right time to de-Christmas your house. Some people say uh, that week between Christmas and New Year's, they like to get everything down and packed away by January 1st so you can start the new year fresh 
And I kind of I, I get that sentiment. Uh, others uh, tie that into the 12 days of Christmas. On the 12th day of Christmas, you take all of the decorations down. Again, tying into the religious aspect uh, of the uh, of the holiday. And uh, then, again, others, like my wife, would leave our decorations up year-round if she could. <laughs> so, so there is a, a lot of uh, varied opinion uh, on when to de-decorate at the end of the holiday as well. And my wife, Kyra, has joined us in the studio once again. As always, we finish up the week with a collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. Good morning. Good morning. And you actually have a, uh, a recipe here. This is another uh, great recipe for, you know, those cold winter yes. evenings. Yep. Another crockpot recipe. Yeah. Slow cooker recipe. Yes. And it's easy and it can be done fairly quickly if you want it to, you know, if you... Um, if you're like get home from work and you're like ah oh, and but you don't want to just throw this in the crock pot and it, it only takes couple hours, a couple hours and, uh, on high and you're so ready to go yeah so yep so it is a uh, crock pot Polynesian chicken recipe yes and uh, it's and good it, stuff yeah I kind of I found this recipe and I kind of tweaked it for uh what i had in the fridge and <laughs> and uh so it turned out really good okay this is one i did while you were gone so oh so last week while yeah. i was while yep. i was gone okay so three boneless skinless uh chicken breasts a half a cup of polynesian sauce um a half a cup of orange preserves oh wait uh, a minute you said a half a cup and or a quarter cup, quite, quarter cup, quarter okay. cup of orange. I guess put, you could do a half you cup. Could do if a you half really cup like, if you really like, like orange. orange I mean, why not? Okay, <laughs> so, all right. A half a packet of farmers market seasoning mix. This is uh, McCormick makes it. Um, uh, quarter teaspoon of pepper or a little bit more or less depending on what you like mm-hmm. um, half a tablespoon of cornstarch and a half a tablespoon of cold water so in a m- small bowl whisk together the sauce preserves seasoning and pepper place the chicken in a six quart crock pot uh, pour the s- sauce mixture over the top of the chicken cover and cook on low for four to five hours um, on or on high for two to two and a half hours. So again, you can do this in right. a short amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Or you can leave it mm-hmm. you know, all day. Yep. You know, make it in the morning like you. Yeah. You know, like th- you normally typically, do. Typically think of slow cooker recipes. Yes. So depending on what you want to do, mm-hmm. uh, just make sure your chicken reaches that internal temperature of 165 degrees. Right. Very important. Yep. Uh, mix then um, while when it's almost done. Mix the cornstarch and the cold water together in a cup. Stir that into the crock pot and then let that in there for about 30 minutes and that'll thicken up that sauce. Okay. Um, so then you have a nice thick, uh, almost a like a sweet and sour sauce. Mm-hmm. Sort of oh, Polynesian yeah. sweet and sour, yeah. kind yeah. of interchangeable. Yes. So, so yeah. uh, really good. Uh, let the... Th- the sauce thicken and then uh, serve you're over ready. rice. You're ready to serve. Yep. The crockpot Polynesian chicken recipe. You also have a crab dip uh, recipe. Yes. Yeah. So I this you love crab dip. <laughs> yes. So this is funny. So this recipe uh, we're on our trip to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and and oh uh, yeah, this was the yeah. Uh, Chris is eating bugles. Okay, so we're we're on the plane. We're on the plane going yeah. to uh, Vegas. Yep. And uh, I had uh, the munchies. You know, I had the I had the munchies. I had yep. a bunch of bugles. And, yep. And the lady in the row behind, behind us, us. Yes. Uh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice lady. Uh, she was like, I haven't seen those in years. <laughs> I don't know like, they still made. I was like, who doesn't know that they still make, make bugles? bugles um, but so anyway, only people from from Ohio, I guess. Apparently, I yeah. Apparently, yeah. only people from Ohio uh, yeah. eat bugles. But yeah. uh, anyway, so she was talking about uh, this uh, using mm-hmm. using bugles in a yeah, uh, crab it's dip like it's recipe. a dip. It was from back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and you only used bugles with this dip. 
And she was like, it was so good, just with bugles. I'm like, okay. So, so I went searching. So, yeah, so Kyra's, that gets Kyra's wheels uh, yes, turning. it did. And she had to uh, find this recipe. Yep. So whoever that was on the plane to Vegas. I found the recipe. Uh, thank you for the inspiration. Yep. Maybe yep. she's listening to the podcast. Hey, you never know. Maybe she knows that she is a yes. viral internet celebrity yes. here uh, from, the, uh, from the podcast. But anyway. So this is one eight-ounce uh, package of... A block of cream cheese, a quarter cup of mayonnaise, two tablespoons of finely chopped onion, one and a half tablespoons of cocktail sauce. The other thing it said, if you don't have cocktail sauce, you can just use ketchup. So that was oh. one of those other things. That okay. It's, yeah. So one uh, six ounce can of crab meat drained um, and your bugles. And the bugles. Yep. So add your cream cheese, your mayonnaise, your onions, your sauce to electric mixer. Uh, beat until nice and fluffy. Add your crab meat and mix on on low speed for a few minutes. Pour into a storage container. Refrigerate for about 15 minutes or overnight. Let that, those flavors get incorporated mm-hmm, right and then serve with bugles Serve with your bugles yes <laughs> so and you can scoop them up into the bugles yep and yep. You're, you're good to go so there you go <laughs> crab dip with the uh with the bugles all right <laughs> and uh also we have a uh, sweet treat for yes. you here again perfect for the holiday season mm-hmm. and again those cold winter nights and we know as we were saying yeah. uh christmas Eve and Christmas Day, yeah. they're talking about temperatures, high temperatures in the middle teens Ugh. and low temperatures right around the single digits. So after you're done wrapping the presents, yeah. getting ready for Santa, you make the hot cocoa brownies. Yes. So mm. one package or one box of your 19.1 ounce um, fudge brownie mix, uh, your water, your vegetable oil, and your eggs that are called for the brownie mix. Mix all that together. Uh, a half a cup of hot cocoa mix, two teaspoons of hot water, one cup of vanilla frosting, two tablespoons of marshmallow bites, two tablespoons of miniature semi-sweet chocolate chips, and peppermint candy pieces. Uh, optional to put Sprinkle on the top. On the top. Yeah. yeah. So, so heat your under oven to three hundred and fifty degrees. Spray the bottom of a nine-inch uh, square pan with your cooking spray. Uh, make brownie batter as directed on the box. Spread in into the pan bake for 28 to 33 minutes or until the toothpick um in the center comes out clean right um uh kind of on i go more to the side um of my brownie mix than in the center of my brownie mix uh because i like a chewier brownie and and that's the thing about brownies so that's kind of a little bit that's of a, true if yes, you if you go I in the it, center it's always it's always it's you always going to be yeah. gooey. i mean if you wait until that center part is then you're then, then your the, brownies are yeah, hard as bricks yeah the outside yeah. uh yeah ones yes. are going to definitely be harder. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so then cool completely, about an hour, hour, 30 minutes. Then in a small, small bowl, stir together your hot chocolate mix, your hot water, and uh, let that dissolve. Then stir in your frosting um, and make sure that that's all well mixed together. If you want to use your electric mixer, go right ahead. Uh, spread your frosting, frosting evenly over your brownies. Top with your marshmallow bites, your chocolate chips, and your candy, and then store in the refrigerator until mm. you're ready to serve Man. or eat it right there that, and then. <laughs> that is that is absolutely scrumptious. Yes. Scrumptious there. Um, so the crockpot Polynesian chicken, the crab dip recipe, and the hot cocoa brownies yes. you can find on the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page. Uh, those... Uh, uh, those recipes have been posted there. Yep. Uh, we've got them uh, linked up at goodmornings.net. And uh, we'll also uh, share that uh, that post on the WFIN Facebook page as well. Some great stuff there. Yes. And uh, remember, if there's something that you, uh, if there's a recipe you're looking for, uh, like this lady on the plane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this random was, lady. That on was the... so funny. I'm like listening in my. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking um, to my and head. Chris is yeah. like, "Hey, hey," and I'm like, "Exactly." What? I'm thinking in my head as she's talking about yeah. uh, this recipe. I was like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" Yeah. 
<laughs> it was uh, it was, was a really very funny nice. moment. Yes. Um, so if there's a recipe that you're looking for, uh, maybe you remember from years ago or yeah. whatever, we'll oh, get yeah. Kyra on the case. Just yes. let us know. Uh, and if I'll there's find a re- it. if there's a recipe you uh, want to share. Uh, you can do that. You can email us goodmornings at WFIN.com or you can post your own recipe on uh, Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page as well. Share it that way. Yep. And uh, it may find its way to the program as well. Um, again, at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN on Facebook is the uh, Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. And with that, we wrap up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Once again, remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, go to goodmornings.net. Coming up next week, it's a full week next week, and is it time to put the masks on again? We'll talk about why local health officials are concerned about a sudden spike in the number of COVID cases and other respiratory illnesses in the area. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.